G'day everyone and welcome to a very special edition of the Weekend Wrap brought to you by Crowcast of course, a massive win by the club, lots to talk about, lots to celebrate, lots to get around, Uh, it's very exciting, why don't we get right into it. Good evening everyone and welcome to a very, very, what should be a very fun edition of the Weekend Wrap brought to you by Crowcast. Uh, without any further ado, Nikki and Maka, how are you going? Well, I'm still firing at about three cylinders but we're still here, mate, so we'll, we'll, we'll do well. <laughs> very good. And, and my voice, um, <laughs> hopefully it lasts. Right, so uh, we're all a bit under the weather because I've had an ear infection all week. Uh, People watching on YouTube will notice that I've uh, reverted back to the headphones instead of the bloody earbuds because the earbuds gave me a freaking ear infection. (laughs) (laughs) So we could really be called... You're fair enough to cause the Camry cripples today, I suppose. Oh, my God. (laughs) I missed just about a week of work. It was ridiculous. I couldn't... Oh, it was terrible. So, uh, a warning to everybody that uh, earbuds are not a good thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, how was our weekend, guys? Uh, obviously pretty good. Yeah, no, it was good, wasn't it? And uh, highlighted, of course, by the Crows win. But, uh, beautiful sunshine, so uh, when you're not feeling too good, like, I, like myself, it's very nice to sit out there for a few minutes. Lovely. And All I'll say is my parents, I did, and it was actually my parents' anniversary, and oh, they wow. very much appreciated the present that the Adelaide Football Club got them. Yeah, I'll bet. That was a fantastic gift. <laughs> Look, good day to everyone who's joined us on Discord uh, and YouTube and maybe even Twitch, I'm not sure. Um, it's great to have you along. Don't forget, uh, if you are watching us on demand, uh, hit us up with a like or a subscribe on YouTube or give us a review on iTunes and just basically get around us. Get around the Discord chat too. Uh, if you uh, aren't already a, a member of our Discord community, um, the uh, invite code uh, is in the description. And also, the, if you don't know what Discord is, uh, just get onto the uh, Crowcast YouTube channel and there's a nice little instruction video there. Nikki, lots of people already in the audience. Uh, of course, we do our live interaction on Sunday nights as well as Tuesday nights. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be a few people on the chat who will be ready to give us their opinion. What do you reckon? <laughs> I think they're going to be fairly happy opinions for the most part, <laughs> except for um, three particular people in green. Yeah, yeah, well... Or yellow or whatever that colour is. Whatever they were, I can't... Just maggots, maggots would be. I don't know what they were. Anyway, look, let's get around Macca's scores, shall we, Macca? And I'll just just put the right bloody screen up. 
because that's a bit ridiculous. Right, there we go, that's better. Maka. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, come on. There we are. There's your intro. Maka's beloved weekend results wrap up. Don't blame me. You must <laughs> for it. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Uh, Friday nights, we had the Lions just uh, continuing their uh, dominance over the Tigers at the Gabba, at least. 15 12 102 to 11 8 74. A margin there of 28 points to the Lions. Yeah, a little bit hard to guess where uh, things are at, really, there in that game. I mean, Brisbane were too good uh, in the second half, but. When you look at the midfield that uh, midfielder, sorry, that we're missing for Richmond, when you're talking about Bolton and Cotchin and Edwards and uh, Prestia, um, not too many sides could afford to have those guys out and do reasonably well. So, as I say, very hard to judge where Richmond will be at the end of the year. Hmm. But they don't have those guys at the moment, and that's going to cost them in terms of their position. So they'd be Great. very unlikely to be top top four, so they'll have to do it the hard way if they are going to do it. As for Brisbane, well, they did what they had to do. McLuggage is turning into a star, in my opinion. Lions, the guy we got rid of, he was brilliant. Yep. And, uh, and Zorko, and uh, they're, doing very, they're doing very well without Lucky Neil. But, geez, Lions, I nearly cry every time I see him play. Well, you know, the consolation is that we got Benny Keys not out of that deal, but we kind of uh, ended up with Brisbane's Benny Keys. And uh, I actually think Ben's given us more value than Jared, even though I rate Jared and have done um, for ages. So, uh, you know, I, I think we'll take the, the nil or draw there, don't, don't you think? Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, the next one is Carlton, 13.886, getting up by 23 points over the Hawks, 9.963. Uh, I didn't see this yeah. game, so I don't know what to say about it, really. Well, not much to really to say. It was a very low standard game. Uh, Carlton made every error in the book, but they were still far too good for Hawthorne. Um, Walsh was the classy player on the ground. Yeah. And I, there weren't too many others uh, worth giving a, a mention. Um, and, you know, uh, Mitchell, uh, Mitchell racked up 44 disposals for Hawthorne, but they don't always go to a team, mate. But apart from that, I thought, yeah, pretty ordinary game. Um, Carlton are going to end up middle of the road in the bottom eight as and, usual um, yep so they're going nowhere after all these promises and bringing yep. new players etc etc yep. and uh, uh, Hawthorne they'll, they'll, be, they'll definitely finish bottom four and uh, we, we talked about it last week they really have to really start again and rebuild yes they do yes they do uh, alright uh, the Cats 13886 Making quite easy work of the Suns, really. Eight nine fifty seven, a margin there of thirty four points to the Cats. Yeah, far too classy. Too, you know, too many good players for the Cat uh, for the Gold Coast. Although, I, the Gold Coast to me that they they're a side. They, they've got some quality players in there, and the quality mostly youngsters. But they've now got two or three years behind them. Um, but they don't have a lot of heart in, them, in that particular team, in my opinion. I don't mm. know why, but they just don't. Mm. And we've spoken about that before. Um, Duncan uh, was tackled and uh, concussed. I thought in legitimate ta- uh, tackle, but I see that uh, in the chat there they were saying that the, the tackler got two matches, which really amazes me. Um, and poor old Guthrie, who was in my dream team and burning it at half time, he got 
banged on his shoulder and he's got hurt, but I don't know whether that's going to keep him out or not. But they've got a pretty easy one next week anyhow, so they'll probably be okay. Probably. Uh, who we got next? And I'm whizzing through these because he really gives a shit today. Uh, the Bulldogs yep. absolutely destroying St Kilda. St Kilda are nowhere. 21-18, 144. The dogs by 111 points, if you don't mind, and shooting to the top of the table. St Kilda 5-3-33. Goodness me, St Kilda. Well, it was a pleasure actually to watch an awesome midfield at work. Um, Pelly was at his very, very best. Yes, very um, good. McRae, yeah, McRae, he, he was terrific. you got Smith there as well. you got Liberatore. And Norton is developing into a really good full forward. Takes some really good hangers. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like really like watching the dogs. I hate their coach, but uh, I like, like watching the team. Uh, and uh, on the other hand, you have got the Saints, and they've done the same thing. They've been recruiting players from other clubs now for the last two years, and uh, abject failures, abject failures. And um, uh, they're going to end up in the middle of the road. They're not going to make the eight, and well, uh, well, I don't know. think so. Yeah, no, 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 I agree, I agree, um, Mac. And again, it's one of these situations where a club just overrates their list a little bit. St Kilda went for the uh, mature age recruits and they got Bruce in and they got... Uh, uh, sorry, they lost Bruce, didn't they? Uh, they got uh, Crouch in, I should say. And uh, it's they're, they're not anywhere near it. They're not even close at the moment. Not even close. No, yeah. Ratton must be, he might be getting a little bit nervous. It could be a little bit of uh, swappies with the coaches at the end, of the end of the year, I reckon. Yeah, I think they'll give him a bit more of a run. Um, over in the West, that was that was in the West, wasn't it? Uh, Frio, Sydney. Yep. Frio, 12, 14, 86 by two points over Sydney, 13, 6, 84. Yep, only saw the last quarter of that game, but um, the lead oscillated backwards and forward during that quarter. Franklin mm. was... Uh, looking more like Lance Franklin of old, and he yes. was very, very dangerous up forward whenever he got an opportunity. And uh, the irony is that the winning goal was kicked by Fife, who cannot kick over a jam jar if he's about 15 metres out in front. I think he's yep. two goals 19 or something like that. Yeah. He has slammed the ball onto his boot and it turns into sort of a screw from an acute angle and gone straight Yeah, and it middle. just skidded through. Yeah. It skidded it was through. Still... They win the game by two points. Still four four minutes to go at that point, you know. I know, but goals are so hard to get to, and yeah, uh, yeah. and it just kept really the five to kick that one after the ones he's been missing. But anyhow, um, I guess the game could have gone either way, and um, again, to uh, it won't help Frio get into the eight. It could cost Swans being in the eight in the long well, run. Well, yeah, that's the Giants. Uh, speaking of that, yeah. uh, the Giants did sneak into the eight uh, with a 13-15-93 to 11-11-77 victory over the West Coast. 16 points there. And uh, just sneaking into the eight at the moment uh, at the expense of Richmond. Yeah, well, look, this is the second best midfield in the competition. And, uh, uh, you know, with Josh Kelly, um, you've got Taranto, you've got Tom Green, you've got Hopper, you've got Whitfield. Um, and they were all starring again today. And uh, yeah. really, they uh, West Coast. Uh, actually, I'm really angry with myself because I did tip West Coast. Uh, you uh, can't tip them no, away. No, you can't tip them away. No, I know, I know, I know. And you're so right. And I was so stupid. Um, I, Nat and Louie was good. Tim Kelly was good, but not too many others. And uh, they were the usual West Coast on the road. And uh, 
GWS are just building up some momentum at the moment. So uh, yeah. I, I think they will play finals. You, you know, it happens with West Coast. I've, I reckon I've worked it out. I've watched a few of their away games recently, and it's their it's their bottom 10 players that go missing in, in away games. They still get good um, performances out of their stars, usually, um, but it's their bottom 10 players that don't travel well, and uh, it's left to too few, in my opinion. Good call. Very good call, Pete. Today, oh, I thought it was just going to top off the weekend nicely, but unfortunately... <laughs> nearly did. Oh, my God, that would have just been perfect, wouldn't it? Um, Colin, we're going down by a point to the pair. 8, 10, 58, 8, 11, 59. Um, Grundy a little bit unlucky to not get a push in the back towards the end there, but uh, never mind. The power uh, just keep limping along at the moment. Yeah, I was so disappointed. I mean, we were so close to getting the double, mate. Just so close. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and you can, you're quite right about the Grundy call. I mean, they, they're squealing about one free in our game when, when yeah. they, they were about 50, 50 against us that went the wrong way. Yeah. But this particular run against Grundy was a dead set push at the back. And then the guy's just falling right, falling right on him. And that could have cost uh, Collingwood the game. Although Collingwood know how to do that themselves. Um they had so much more of the ball, they had so much of this, so much of that, and yet they still managed to blow it. Because one of the things they do, Fiend, which is uh, something you've always been very critical of our team for, they love to do that kick to about centre-half forward where it goes to bloody nobody. And then, yes. of course, uh, do the rebound, and it's all a waste of time. And they've yes. probably done about six short, six short passes to do that last kick. Yes, that's right. They, uh, uh, they do mess around a bit. It's not... Yep, and it's not a winning team, not a winning uh, factor to do that. So, yep, I thought that uh, uh, Collingwood were the better team if you took that the whole four quarters. Port were the better team in the last quarter when it counted, unfortunately. Agreed. Whoops, I don't know what that is. And that's it. That's Uh, that. Hang on, something's going on. I want more to go. Hang on, we'll just... Where's that coming from? We'll just mute that for now. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Um, what's the next one? Oh, Essendon just destroying North Melbourne 22 9, 149 to 10, 9, 69. Uh, that's 12 goals yeah. in my book. Yeah, you can sum that up in about two lines. I started watching it and see what was going to happen. and and I went to uh, back to television and watched some documentary instead. That's how interested I was in that game. Mm. It was just going to be a, it was going to be what it turned out to be an absolute thrashing of a team that, that didn't seem to be trying overly hard. No, no, I agree. I, I what the hell's going on at North? I mean, David Noble, what's he stepped into for goodness sakes? Um, you know, they had that staring victory last week. Whoops, what's going on there? They had that staring victory last yeah. week. That might be their grand final team. Could be. Um, I wish I could get my shit together. There we go. Um, It could have been. Um, But how do you back up from a stirring victory like that with a 12-goal loss to a team that really isn't all that much better than you? Well, I will say this, though. I think Essendon have got some uh, players that have got futures in them. And... uh, uh, well, North Melbourne, they're playing some youngsters, but they've also got a lot of guys who haven't got much future in them. So 
They've got a long way to go, North Melbourne. Long way. Yeah, I think Kempe hit it on the head there. Um, he, uh, not enough speed in the uh, North Melbourne team. No, not they're slow. And certainly not enough to keep up with Essendon. So let's have a look at the um, table, which sees uh, Western Bulldogs take over on top uh, with a better percentage after their destruction of uh, St Kilda. Uh, Melbourne also on 36 points. And then we have three teams on 28, Geelong, Brisbane and Port. Port on a percentage of 119. Um Sydney Swans and West Coast on 24 points and GWS in the 8 on 20 points just 0.7 ahead of Richmond outside of the 8 along with Fremantle on 20 points Essendon, Carlton and the mighty Adelaide Crows on 16 points along with St Kilda I'll tell you what, there's some strange trajectories amongst those teams isn't there, you've got St Kilda on 16 points with a sinker on their on their foot you've got Carlton just treading water and you've got the Crows and Essendon probably showing a few signs, haven't you? So uh, quite interesting there. The Suns on 12 points, Collingwood and Hawthorne on 8, and North on 4 solitary bloody points. Jason Horn. So, uh, yeah, there you go, guys. Um, interesting round, some really close matches. Um, uh, quite coincidental that both Adelaide teams... Um, one by a point on the weekend. That's uh, that's uh, uh, something you wouldn't you wouldn't think would happen too often. I wouldn't have thought. Oh, and also both with the potentially controversial decisions right at the end that could have cost them the game. Yes. Now speaking of controversy, let, let's let's, <laughs> let's let's let's. a lot of people would have already seen this um, because it. Uh, I, bit, I enjoyed it. On, went a bit nuts on YouTube uh, this afternoon. But for those who haven't, why don't we just revel a little bit more... Whoops, not that one. uh, ..in um, the mighty tears that flowed after the game, shall we? Well, not that one. Come on. What are you doing to me? See if I can find it. That's a bit of a fail, isn't it? There we go. No, no, there, there was two to three contentious calls that were clearly free kicks but let's not go there let's not say for me it was a fantastic no 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 we'll say ambles to Sloan a minute 30 on the clock now keys running the wrong way running into Petty running into walls everywhere again Lever dropped it still vulnerable how was this one? How wasn't this called holding the ball? Come on. Oh my god. Did, didn't you, you also miss the one where there was the Melbourne player that was on the ground? Oh, yeah. That I, actually I could went have, to the I could, longer. Have gone, I could have gone on and on and on. <laughs> but that one was so similar and it involved the same two players. It was quite uncanny. Yeah. 
Melbourne fans at home will be screaming still about that deliberate out-of-bounds non-call. And for me, it was deliberate, completely deliberate. And it should have been called that from uh, from the arms, but... Poor old Brad. Have a listen to the reaction. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, sorry, fellas. Touched on the way through. just love it and uh people have gotten around that maker and nick i didn't notice but that's got like 108 108 fucking likes <laughs> you, you got a you got a hit that's fantastic well done no, well done food oh but i mean before we get into talking about the actual game how salty were those victorian commentators even like you had gary Lyon, who was trying to be impartial anthony hudson who does a reasonable job of being impartial and jason dunstall who seems to flip-flop all over the place um you know the one against keys uh is is called you know i can't see how that couldn't be a free and yet the one the previous quarter they're all just shrugging it off i mean it was just so salty and even kane corns this morning who i didn't notice that video until afterwards otherwise i would have shoved him in there as well but uh just refusing to give adelaide any credit um on his little afl segment with mitch cleary this morning uh, it just it's palpable the hatred isn't it it's palpable yeah, look, that's, that's not being uh, a media man or being a reporter. That's just being uh, a little weasel who hates us. That's all. Yeah. PJ in the chat said that, yeah, Dunstall after the game was massive in his praise. I get that. But the reactions at in the moment belied where their true allegiances were. And Dunstall is a fairly good operator. I don't mind his commentary. He's usually fairly, um, fairly even. Uh, but the the uh the reactions when murray didn't get called for deliberate they they were straight from the straight from the gut from those three all three of them yeah was no so hiding hilarious. from that just on that what is so hilarious for that is it's not deliberate because deliberate no longer exists there well, is no rule insufficient about intent. that it is it, yes it's insufficient or insufficient care yeah and and there were the two earlier ones, which Seasman's came off the side of the boot and the other one from the Melbourne player as well, where he towed it just a bit too quick and it went out. They paid yeah. both of them. Whereas yeah. last week, I actually saw that. An umpire go, that was a genuine skill error and he didn't yeah. pay it. Yeah. Which is what I would like them to do, but they don't know the game yeah. well enough. They don't know well, football to actually judge and call that. The simple fact so, was that and the Spargo other one, def- deflected the ball from Murray. Uh, that's the Spark- bottom line. Spargo deflected the yep. ball. He didn't actually question. You would expect someone in Spargo's position on the ground at that stage of the game to turn around and remonstrate with the umpire. He didn't blink. He did not blink, Spargo. He just went and got into position for the throw-in. 
that's got to tell you that he knew that he'd deflected it. It's clear as yep. day from that from that angle. I'm so glad they found that angle um, that showed that the ball deflected. Murray was clearly trying to put the ball to grass in front of Dude. It deflected. Yep. It went out of bounds. We hung on for another 30 seconds or so. Um, Brilliantly. Gorn, Gorn could have gone holding the ball during that time. Uh, suck, suck shit, Melbourne. Suck shit, Melbourne media. Suck shit, Kane Corns. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> the whole lot of you. I think you've been too kind. <laughs> you could have said worse. Oh, look. Anyhow, yeah, that, that paid to play it down a bit. I agree with you. Yep. Look, uh, it was a fantastic win. Uh, let, let's leave that now. We've had our fun with that. It was a fantastic win by Adelaide. Uh, 15-6-96, winning by a point over Melbourne, 14-11-95. Melbourne's first loss for the season. Uh, Adelaide's second win uh, against a top-four side this season. Only Sydney and Adelaide have beaten two top-four sides. Um, from memory, I don't think Port have beaten a top-eight side yet. They have, have they? not. Um, Not to my knowledge. So uh, yeah, the uh, there's only one team in town that, that are flat track bullies, and it's certainly not the Adelaide Crows. No, I thought actually it was uh, a pretty complete team performance thing. Um, it, was, it was. If you go through the team, it's very hard to find somebody who say he let the team down. Yeah, I, I was very, I was very pleased with it for that particular aspect. Yep, uh, and get ready to drink because I'm going to say it, 100% Macca, 100%. Uh, there wasn't a passenger. <laughs> everyone went when they had to go. Uh, yep. Everyone put in a 1,000%. Um, there were no passengers. I even, and I've look, if there had been any sort of, um, any sort of um, cast on selection on Thursday night, you would have seen me going apeshit crazy about David McKay being selected and let's talk about selection just quickly but I have to I say I have to say all due credit to David McKay because that was just probably one of the best games I've seen him play no, no doubt about it Fainan. could you say 100% again because I really enjoyed that first trick when you said it well, <laughs> 100% Matt couldn't agree with me more I will have another sip in a minute um, yeah actually <laughs> McKay, I thought, played a fantastic game. And um, I think, as you said, it was very close to the best he'd ever played for the club. So For a long, long um, time. For a long, long time. Made some... Abs- I mean, he made a few errors, um, but uh, making those errors, uh, as many of the team did, trying to take the game on. It was very noticeable that we were yeah. trying to take the game on. Uh, we had clear intent. And uh, a couple of times it came unstuck. A couple of times it came unstuck for DMAC. But by God, he made some clutch tackles. Um, he provided a lot of run and carry. Uh, and when you see DMAC kicking goals on the left, then uh, you know something special is about to happen. And it certainly bloody did, didn't it? <laughs> 100%. Yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%
So if you've got a suggestion that you want to give us for something you want to see or something you want the Crowcast to do or something you want us to stop, like Macca's 15 Minutes of Fame, um, drop it in the suggestion box. If you see a suggestion in there that you like or dislike, hit an emoji, thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, and if there's enough... Um, uh, enough impetus one way or the other then uh, I'll look at making the change the reason why I bring that up Macca and Nikki is because there is a suggestion that um, we need to have uh, a pub day for an away game one day during the year and I think that's a bloody good idea personally and uh, if we do end up doing that and if you want to see that certainly throw your support behind that on the suggestion box channel um, we will be having the 100% drinking game um, because uh, why wouldn't you? <coughs> anyway, let's get back to selection. Um, we were far better balanced this week, weren't we? We brought in Murray, of course. Um, we um, dropped Billy Frampton, so we went a little bit shorter, um, but a little bit more... Um, dynamic in the forward line um andrew mcpherson um went back to the twos probably struggling with form at the moment will hammer was probably the unlucky one and uh i'm he had a great game in the snfl i don't know whether you guys watched the twos um he had 30 plus touches and uh, it was probably our best in the twos so he'll be back in the team um and uh he's obviously he obviously took it on the chin at the time, I was ropeable that uh, he was dropped um, for DMAC. But to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not sure whether we would have got the same output or value uh, from Will, no disrespect to him, that we ended up getting from DMAC. Um, so uh, you could say that every every selection was justified. Uh, the team looked better balanced. Um, Chase Jones is coming along on that half-back line. Um, and, our for- and our forward line... All of a sudden, because, and I'll talk about my favourite topic in a minute, but our forward line looked a little bit more dangerous and a little bit more open without the big tools in there. Yep, actually, you're 100% on that, Phoenix, and I think the forward line... (laughs) 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 Uh, And and I will in a minute. Um, (laughs) I I thought the, uh, the forward line structure, as you said, was one of the real keys why we won the game, because... Um, you've always said we can't play Ogerty and Walk in the, in the same team up forward, and I've agreed with you. But what we've seen with Philthorpe up there, we can. It's, the, it's those other big bloody lugs like. Uh, Do you know why that is? And you know, Yeah, you know why that is, Mac. Well, because they, they move around differently. Uh, because because Riley can command that goal square. Oh, so yeah, sorry, we don't yeah. we don't we don't have to sit. We're our, we've been playing our tools higher. Himmelberg and Frampton have both been playing up the ground, but when Riley's playing forward, he's playing deep forward. Um, he's playing that thirty meter arc, and we're pushing Fogarty and Tex up the ground, and it's a far better structure because both Tex and Fog uh, offer some strength and they offer good foot skills. Um, Tex in particular is great at making the play. And um, it just it just looks better. Um, again, I saw. I mean, I'm an Elliot fan, as you know. But gee, he was disappointing in the twos. I saw him drop some marks again, and you kind of wonder whether it's ever going to happen for him. Yeah, just back on Riley Philthorpe. Um, mm. I saw a tweet during the during the, after the game 
saying that Riley Tilthorpe is the best player that's walked through the Crows' front door since Andrew McLeod, and I reckon he might just prove to be that player. Nick, what's your thought on that? I think that's bloody close. Yep, I agree. Um, he is his... a dead set standout. He was actually causing Gorn problems in the ruck. Well, exactly and that's why right. Gorn got so shitty in that last. And getting the clearing. I, I was going to mention. I was going to mention that that he actually. I reckon in his ruck contest with um, with Gorn. And the selection obviously proved that they had confidence in Riley, you know, in his fourth game or whatever, to to chop out in the ruck. He broke even with Gorn, and he he yep. won uh, he won a, two clearances, I think, in that uh, I think it was in the third quarter, and uh, uh, no, last quarter, last quarter, sorry, last quarter, and uh, he did not look out of place at all against Maxi Gorn. He certainly looked more competitive in terms of out and out ruck work. Than uh, Riley O'Brien did. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to see them get the temptation of running him as a ruckman. But he's certainly a handy chop out, isn't he? He's got. He's got talent to burn. Yeah, absolute talent to burn. Anyway, anyway, let's, let's see. You drag me into individuals. Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I love look, about how he blames us, Macca, when he was the one who started it. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly Thank right. I, I kept quiet. Thanks, thanks for picking that up, Nick. Uh, you might just have to go on mute for a little while. Don't forget, if you're in Discord <laughs> and in the audience, they stick your hand up at any stage. Um, it's open slathered at night, so don't be shy. Uh, if you've got something to say or you just want to gloat like the rest of us, uh, stick your hand up and we'll get you on. Um, so, yeah, selection, I thought, was a win uh, for the Crows, and it's probably the first selection win week we've had for... Oh, Probably since the Hawthorne game. Yeah. And and for me, it's where a lot of people, you know, you have a go about the McKay, but I look at the line in all those areas and Mm. how many mature players do we have as opposed to our young kids. Yeah. And to me, that's the balance that we're going for. And particularly in the defence, and as Jadamai just um, preempted me here in the chat, Murray. Actually having Murray play deep, which meant Duday could play up high, which exactly. meant Butts was literally playing centre-half forward. Exactly. And those yeah. players are actually very good. And I really love Chase Jones's delivery out of defence. The other thing about Murray... As well. The other thing about Murray was that Goodwin was trying to use Gorn um, at various stages to um, either clog up our forward line or become an attacking option. And... Um, he uh, uh, Murray went with Gorn in that last quarter when uh, when uh, Gorn uh, went back to kick behind the play, and obviously Murray was uh, was what's the word? He went uh, with him, and he yeah, beat he, him laid, he laid that free. bloody laid that bloody tackle that was sensational. Oh, the tackle, probably, and he outmarked him. Yeah, so um, you know, PJ Crows is a massive Murray fan, aren't you, PJ? <laughs> um, game day chat was certainly interesting in that regard um, but he <laughs> certainly proves his worth and he's a bit of a swing man Murray you know he can pinch it up, yep. up forward and, and unbalance um, an opposition and again when we've got the structure that we had on the weekend with Walker and Fogarty uh, and Thil- Thilthorpe um, 
the ability to um, maybe chuck Murray down there when Riley goes in for a ruck chop out, uh, Thilthorpe that is, or just to unbalance them by having an extra tool or cover the situation like Goodwin tried to instigate on the weekend where um, he wanted to stick Gorn behind the ball. He made Gorn accountable and kind of nullified him. So he's a mm. very handy player and uh, worth persevering with, I believe. Oh, he's, he's that uh, lovely, rugged, country-type boy who's not frightened of anything. And, and uh, you know, he, he loves the physical clashes. And um, he's only played a couple of games, but he, does, he doesn't know that he's only played a couple of games. He's... He has a red hot crack, and I think he, he'll be very good for us long term. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, and like right. he, he made a couple of little blues and everything else. But as Dunstall actually pointed out, he's five games into his career, and he yeah. beat McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Who's at top of his form at the moment in his yeah. career? Yeah, uh, destroyed McDonald actually. McDonald one uh, goal gave, one. Yeah, gave them basically nothing. Um, so uh, it was fantastic by. Uh, by uh, Murray and well deserved. Um, now, let's get on to some head to head, shall we? If I can work out my little thingy here. Uh, maybe. Oh, God, I'm hopeless. I'm bloody hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree, Nicky, or we'll be in the shit. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I didn't say a thing. Oh, get stuffed, a lot of you. Um, look, we've got two, four, six, eight, ten people in the audience. Come on, don't be shy. Put your hand up. Razor, I saw your hand up before. Get on here, mate. Uh, we'd love to have your interaction. It's that sort of a, a, a rap show this week because uh, we're all up and about. So uh, let's get some atmosphere going. Um get your hands up and and get on board so anyway so head to head uh disposals 370 to adelaide 333 um kicks 207 a piece handles 163 to 126 that was obvious that that was our um our modus operandi um we were cutting through the middle as much as possible goodwin tried to chop that out after half time um but um it was uh, quite noticeable that we were trying to run the ball through. Uh, inside 50s, 47 to us, 54 to Melbourne. Uh, so in, uh, disposal efficiency, 75 to 71. The skills, I thought, for the game. In fact, the game itself was a high standard, a high standard. Um, I really enjoyed watching it, to be honest with you. Oh, well, it was so absorbing, wasn't it? Because it was, a, yeah. as you said, it was a high standard and it was... <laughs> you know, two teams giving a hundred percent, and uh, that's yeah, a bloody that's just, a drink it, up. Well, I think that was a result <laughs> of a drink up, actually. Um, uh, my glass is getting empty too. Um, but uh, no, what I was going to say is that the uh, the physicality of the game is very very high, and yes. uh, there's no players scripted at all. Didn't squib didn't squib it one little bit. No, and. And, you know, uh, I just love the way that some of our smaller players, I'm not allowed to mention names like Mahink and McHenry, so I won't say it. Um, you know, the physicality oh, that that little, little bloke brings into it, 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 yeah. it rubs off on the players around him. Yeah, yeah, 100%, Mac. <laughs> uh, efficiency. Slowly, slowly got him a good one, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that was, was that, I don't, that was the elbow from uh, the Melbourne player. 
It wasn't oh, actually I thought it was Slane's elbow. No, nah, it was um, the Melbourne player's elbow. Uh, efficiency inside 50. Both teams pretty good. Uh, we had 24 shots from 47 inside 50s. Um, Melbourne had 30 from 54. Now, um, now didn't, didn't in the last we had like less inside 50s than them, I think? You did. Yeah, correct, Nicky. Yeah, we but did. But we were more efficient. Yeah. Um, the, but And I didn't do my forward 50 analysis this week because uh, we're going to be... It was good. We're going to be a little bit lighter on in terms of our stats tonight because we're going to we're going to kick off a a, a pre-game show that's going to incorporate some of that uh, next week. Um, but everyone watching would have seen the difference in the way that we were transitioning the ball. That was the big standout for me, and the impetus for that was obviously um, the threat of Lever down back um, and the the way in which they rebound off half back and their and their height dominance down back they we certainly came in with a plan but I think that's a plan that we should stick with irrespective because we got the ball our inside 50s were far deeper Um, we were able to spread the forward 50 because we were using the width of the ground and uh, we're also moving the ball quickly which was (laughs) not allowing Melbourne to get set behind the ball so it makes a hell of a difference when you actually move the ball with some aggression and some creativity um, because you just get the defenders off guard. And you know, once the defender's one-on-one in the AFL, as long as the disposal's good, very hard to stop. And uh, what we, we did we... what we did with Lever was when Fogg was off getting a rest, we always made sure that his matchup was Berry. So at one stage when uh, they were doing the setup for the centre bounce and he'd yeah. gone to row and Texas was like, yeah, no, 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 you two swap immediately swap you need to be on him so we made sure that because even though Rowie and Berry have the same number of games yeah Berry's better overhead and that stronger body yeah Berry's Berry's very good uh Flash Crow just uh putting up in the chat there in case people missed it uh Tex has been uh offered a two thousand dollar fine for his dangerous tackle on Oliver I reckon the club I reckon the players should find Tex um, another two grand because Oliver had only had about eight posies up until then and then he absolutely went freaking crazy um, after he got driven into the ground. I think he had three possessions in the next minute and ended up with however many, 37 posies or something and 27 contested and almost won the game off his own boot. So bloody Tex, if he hadn't knocked some sense into Oliver then uh, maybe it wouldn't have been so difficult. Yeah, I think it was more the way the game was played, Fee, because in the first half uh, of the game, uh, we were actually at all costs trying to come through the middle and, and most of the times getting through there, which is why uh, we were looking so dangerous when we went forward. Yeah. Um, at, they readjusted their, their side and uh, in the second half that so to block that middle yeah. and they were making us go the long way around the edges, which is one of the reasons why uh, the scoring slowed down a little bit. But... Um, to our credit, our boys adjusted to that as well. So we didn't bomb, we did we? Got... So we, we stopped the bombing and we yeah. uh, held as long as we could. And then when we did kick it, we kicked it to where we had players and at yeah. least it, we had a good chance of either getting it or yeah. getting the ball out of bounds. So yeah. uh, I, th- I thought that uh, we played a pretty intelligent game and... I think we've got a very good set of coaches uh, driving us at the moment. Yeah. Well, and the, you, contra- you contrast that with what our defence did to their forward line, 
because the bulk of their actual marks or everything else were often right out by the boundary line. We yeah. were forcing them out wide. We weren't giving them the middle, and yeah, it was they didn't great. Get a lot of yeah, they didn't get a lot no, of No, it was great teamwork. Hmm. Um, um, the other thing, Mac, uh, sorry, Nick, go on. I was just going to say, I mean, one of the particular highlights to me was that beautiful run of play we had through the middle um, from out of defence. And, of course, all, all our forwards were up too high. So when Fogg got the ball in the centre square, four four Melbourne defenders, including May, Lever, etc., legged it almost towards the goal line and they went deep. So Tilthorpe's run in and then done that beautiful little double back in. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're all way behind him, but they can't get to it. And it was a perfect kick from Fogg. It had to be a set play that we've practised, something like that, for that fast ball movement, but all our forwards are out of position. It was great coaching, and I'm really appreciating what Rahili is bringing to our forward line. It's starting to yeah, work. Right. The other the other thing uh, with the ball movement, uh, Mac, that you touched on when uh, Goody clogged up the corridor and we had to start working our way around the edges... Um, by maintaining possession and being concerted with our possession, it allowed our our structure up forward to, to be such that when the ball did inevitably get put in high, we had enough players at the crumb. Uh, and it's the first time for a while that I've noticed that we've actually been able to force stoppage or force secondary forward 50 entries from those types of kicks in because we it wasn't run, 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 boot it in high and there's no one there to crumb. It was chip, 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 try to spread the defence, put it to someone's advantage, but in doing so in a more considered fashion, we had blokes like Jimmy Rowe at the bottom of a a pack, Um, you know, uh, Sam Berry, uh, Benny Keyes and Rory Sloan were able to push forward in those circumstances. (coughs) So it was a much more sustainable method than it has been in the last few weeks. Yep, yep, and uh, that's a full credit to both the players and the coaches for adjusting uh, in mid-game to do it, to do it that way, Fiend. Yep, 1,000% Macca. Now, here's an interesting stat. The free yeah, kicks are 24 all. That's 10 drinks, mate. It is 10 drinks, mate. It, doesn't, um, it does not matter about the number. It numbers about the correct calls and those that were missed. Well, I mean, I was going to make the observation that at one stage I think it was 21-10. It was. <laughs> it was 21-10. How does it get to 24-all, for God's sakes? That's crazy. Um, because I do believe they actually, the umpire's observer at halftime actually showed them those uh, two throws from Oliver and said, how did you miss those? Oh. Uh, and a few others, I think. He had, four, he had four throws for the night, which I was very annoyed that the AFL, when they put up their, you know, his great game and all his stats, I was tempted to actually tweet at them and go, you missed his four throws. Um, uh, you one can't of them did take, result in a goal. You can't, no, that wasn't a throw. Um, that wasn't that a throw. Was. No, it wasn't. It actually wasn't. It was a inside-out handball um, that was very Hollywood, but uh, he definitely they got play, his They system. pay those as throws. Not anymore, Nick. <laughs> um, look, as long as you get your... I think there was a ruling came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, your platform hand can be moving as long yep. as your fist makes contact with the ball in the process of disposal, then it's deemed a handball. Yeah, okay. even if it's not really the one that's propelling it. So Exactly. Almost, 
You can have the bottom hand doing all the propelling as long as yep. the other, the, the top, the top one catches up with it. Yeah, I hate it, but that's how it is. It's a throw. It is it's actually a throw, a throw but that, but uh, in terms of if you're being technical, but as far as the AFL is concerned, that's a handball. That's right. Um, but let's not uh, let's just spend a moment because um, Clayton Oliver, what sort of a game did he have? I mean. There's because of Oliver. There's actually not as much talk about Petrarca. I actually thought Petrarca's game was immense as well, but Oliver was just off the charts. Uh, his second half is one of the best halves of, of a mid played because that was Ben uh, Coven- he, That was Ben Cousins' preliminary final, like that that second yeah, half yeah. by Oliver. It's unbelievable. Dominant, absolutely. He was so dominant, and I mean, he kicked three goals as well. So, and yep. he's not normally a goal kicker. He he was just off the chart and. Uh, as you said, Tex must have woken him up because he really, really played probably the best. And I, I am a fan of his, but uh, of Oliver's. But Brian got but it I first. Think but I think that's the best I've seen him play ever. And somebody said he needs a haircut. No, not when you can play as well as that. No, you, you can, can wear your hair however you like. <laughs> you can have it however you like. Even orange hair like him. That, that's right. It's just I, I just, I just really don't like him because I remember what an absolute little thug he has oh, been. Yeah. Oh, no, he was. When he started out, he was an absolute little thug. Come on, Nick. And Come he, on, Nicky. He was, and I have a long <laughs> memory for that, but he oh, bastard a, played a bloody good game. He, He's tough. Uh, yeah, he goes for the ball. No, Macca, he was going for players with his fists. Anyway, let's. Career. We don't need to talk about early on his career because we're talking about so this week. I have a memory. And his, and I, his... I, I, that that sits in my memory for a little bit, <laughs> but I will contend that was a um, bloody annoying, amazing game from him. And he was out, Petr- outstanding. Well, I but just had two divorces. I, I, I will rate Petrarca. I will rate Petrarca over him because Petrarca, oh, you know, because he's a nice, he's a nice young oh, man. That my. one. God, Nikki, <laughs> Nikki. Oh, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Anyway, I, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, let's move on. Um, so hitouts, um, Gorn Break. destroyed um, uh, Riley uh, O'Brien in the ruck contest, forty nine twenty seven, um, and at times it was quite pivotal. They they got there the were periods of the game where their working clearance just about threatened to break us wide open um yeah you know there are times uh there there were times when our matchups in the middle weren't quite right i didn't think and um you know i, I don't know what we did benny keys was on um oliver for the first half and kept him uh, reasonably quiet but we seemed to rotate players off oliver in the second half and um I guess the coaches would argue that we got a lot of value out of Ben Keys as well, um, but gee whiz, it was a dangerous tactic. Dangerous tactic. Yeah, I thought Ben Keys had a very good game himself, but um, uh, Oliver um, he did have the advantage of a ruck hitting to him rather than Ben Keys trying to prevent it going to him. Um, so I, I thought Ben was very good overall. Yeah. Um, so um, clearances twenty three to forty four, uh, thirteen to eighteen <coughs> around in the centre. <coughs> Bloody hell, Macca, right. we need to call an yeah. ambulance. <laughs> Just about nearly then. No, that's what Jesus. happens. So often. 
Um, yeah. Stoppage clearances, 10 to 26, if you don't mind. They killed us around stoppage, killed us, and that's what really where Gorn um, was showing his... Although, I must admit, um, as much as we're blessed to have Riley as a chop-out ruck, having Jackson as a chop-out ruck isn't a bad thing either. That lad's uh, got some talent as well. No argument there, Pete. No, couldn't agree with me more. Um, possession count, contested possessions, 142 to 153. We squared that up as the match went on. Uh, uncontested possessions, 220, uh, 220 to 175. Um, and that's indicative of how we were trying to play. And I did think that at, there were times where we actually forced Melbourne to go up and down the line too. So... Um, I felt like our structures held up reasonably well um, and that shows with the 78 to 70 turnovers um, and like you mentioned having Murray in the team just allowed Duday to be a little bit more effective um, but the pressure on the ball carrier from uh, blokes like McHenry uh, and Berry and Co and, and Benny Keys was just immense um, you can see that the, the game was played all over the ground I haven't seen a heat map that evenly spread for quite some time um, you know, and generally you'll have one team sort of playing off the half-back line and one team a little bit more dominant through the middle, but this was a game played all over the ground. It was, wasn't it? That, and there were individual tussles all over the ground. And um, it was good to see, though, when the ball was in our forward line, the fight that they, our little players put up. Um, and you singled out McHenry then, not me. Um, but uh, I will say <laughs> this, though, I, I never thought that I'd end up saying what a bloody good little player he is but gee he is he's leading he's leading the way up there isn't he he certainly is he's um he's getting the most out of himself ned and you've got to admire the kid for that i mean he's obviously um going to have his challenges and and just all credit to him for actually getting on a list in in the first instance and to be able to grow his game to the extent now where he um is probably a, a bit feared on transition by opposition teams because, I mean, two run-down tackles in the first quarter were just fantastic um, and his heat and pressure on the ball was good. But he's also got an offensive side to his game too. He's very good by foot um, and he runs to space very well, provides options very well. Um, he's a, turning into a very handy young player. And also it shows that if he... Applies his energy to getting the ball and also tackling the opposition when they've got it, rather than just being uh, a needling little uh, turd just upsetting everybody. Um, he makes a great contribution to the team. Yeah, well, and I think that's confidence, Macca. I think you know he's obviously was trying to assert himself early on in his career, um, and you know make up for some maybe some fitness shortcomings or just newness to the game and I mean being a little fella he probably gets thrown around a little bit as well and it's probably something that he's had to uh, adapt to over the course of his career anyway Um, but as he's grown in stature and as he's um, become part of the team uh, obviously the coaches have confidence in him bringing him straight back in Um, you know he's really developing into a good all-round player Um, so you can see time and possession for the match was even as you'd expect, 40 to 41%. Uh, 
marks 88 to 74, which is interesting considering kicks were even. Um, it shows that our kick to handball ratio, uh, even though we handballed the ball more, the way we were using the ball by foot um, was more the chip-chip style and Melbourne were kicking a little bit longer and trying to rely on their big guys to take marks. Um, and uh, that, that's a very interesting stat. Marks inside 58 to 11, contested marks 17 to 18, intercepts in our favour 78 to 71. Um, and tackle- didn't we at one stage we scored like 43 of our points from intercepts? Yeah, which is unusual. And unusual for this season. Um, we've been a bit of a, uh, a team that'll want to reset at stoppage and try to try to uh, get score from stoppage. But and again, that's got to come down to having Nick Murray in the team. Not only from Nick's input, but also what it means to that structure of that setup of that back six. Yeah, I think it did because it meant it meant Duday was loose. Or he could get loose because he was playing up that higher. Yeah. Um, because it, it also meant that we moved butts up to centre-half forward. Yeah. And so we had those two talls across that um, centre-half forward, centre-half back, um, that line, which and, and occasionally or he could go a bit deeper depending on who was back there. So it gave us that little bit of flexibility in the back line. It made us or it allowed us to man up how we wanted to man up on them and not be dictated to so much. Um, there was only the occasional times when we had some changes going on and Gorn went down there, caused some trouble early, and then we kind of rectified that. Um, yeah, that was poor communication. I know the one you're talking about, Nick, where O'Brien yeah. basically went off for a spell. Gorn just floated forward and yep. took a mark. That, that and, and, and kudos to him because he recognised that. Yeah, took but that advantage. Riley should have recognised the threat that that had to happen better than it did. Um, it didn't happen again during the course of the match that I could see, so it must have just been a breakdown in communication. Just digressing, Fee, did you see uh, Dodo on Channel 9 this morning? No, mate, I was fast asleep. No, he was on the sports so. channel. Channel no. 9 sports chain. And yeah. Well, he was sort of actually sort of repeating what uh, Nicky was saying to some degree. And... Uh, the guy is actually a, a dead set media personality. He uh, he had them in stitches and he had them wound around his little finger. He's definitely going to be a media man when he's finished. But yeah. um, he was he was saying that uh, uh, the fact that Murray back there just gave him the opportunity to zone off and take the marks which he likes doing. Yep. And yep. Uh, uh, he really does come across so well. He's very good for the club, yep. and he's very good for himself. I, I think he's got a future in the game. Well, you know, it makes you wonder, it's um, going to be interesting again what Selection does this week because it makes you wonder what they were trying to do by nullifying Durde's, uh output by making him be accountable to a player, you know, to a, a key position. Um, I'd be surprised if we reverted back to that, but um, they stuck with it for a couple of weeks. So I don't know, I, I'd, I would love to have known what the uh, what the thoughts were behind that. The other thing is he was interviewed at halftime as he was going off the ground and I had to love his... He used the Walshism because um, he talked about the crowd and he called us elite. <laughs> as soon as he said it, I'm like, well, she's still there in, the, in, the, in their minds, which was um, quite amusing. But you're spot on. He speaks so well for such a young man. Yes. Does he ever? 
He, he really does. Totally confident. He could be just chatting to you and I. He, he's just that relaxed about it all. Yeah. So, um, look, head-to-head, uh, -head, I mean, there's not a lot to take out of that except probably it underscores what I think everyone could see watching the game was that our method was completely different. Um, and our defence was better structured and our forwards uh, benefited from uh, the reconfiguration and also the ball movement. I think that really sums it up. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and which is a very interesting comparison. If you do look at our game versus Collingwood, for example, that um, our, our coaching adjusted uh, our game, game style to the players that they chose, and then when they had to change that, they changed that again so that it still worked when they went and we were denied the middle. And you look at Collingwood, who had so much of the ball and had no... There's no discernible gain style there at all. Mm, so mm. Uh, it just goes over how important it is for players to have know that they have a role and what the role is. Yeah. Now, Maka and Nikki, 10 people in the audience. 10. 10 and but not have one any hand. have any of them put their hands up yet? Not one hand in the air, and you know the feedback of oh, oh we love the inter we love the interaction, we love the fact that you can get on now, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, they're all weak as piss. <laughs> surely there's a surely there's a wise head in amongst you ten. Well, I can see here. I can see a few wise heads there, and I can see a few people that uh, have contributed before. So uh, they're probably waiting to see if someone else wants to have a go, which is fair enough. Uh, Tommy Gunn's there; he usually writes short novels in uh, in Crow's chat so uh, I'd love to hear what he's got to say in person uh, but anyway no pressure uh, but if anyone does want to come on just stick up your hand and uh, we'll gladly have you on now how about we have a look at some individuals see if I can get this bit right and I take it we're not going to have uh, a section on the three West players because there were none no I didn't have any doesn't stop me from having a bloody segment on it, Nick. I can have a segment <laughs> and we'll on it if go, I want. Well, done. Move on. <laughs> um, I think we can probably all agree that uh, Mr. Keys was our best. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. Hundred yeah. percent. Drink up. I will. Um, but he's got another glass. He's turning into a, a a fantastic asset for our for our club. Um, you know. A lot of people say that he lacks polish and therefore when we get more silk in the midfield he'll just be a, a workhorse or he might even drop out of the team. I'm telling you right now, you can't buy the aggression and the persistence and the playing for the jumper that Ben Keyes gives you. You just can't buy it. it you couldn't you couldn't go to the draft and, and hope to pinpoint someone that was going to give you the effort that Ben Keyes gives you every week. Yeah, nice summary. Thing. Um, you don't get too many players that give as much as that. No. 34 disposals, 17 kicks, 17 handballs, 3 marks, 7 tackles, kicked 2 goals, which is excellent because that's been a bit of a struggle for him in the past. Um, and that first goal, his immediate reaction was to look at the crowd and point at the ground. This is our house. Well, is that what he was and thinking, Nick? Did you, could you read his mind? It was... Or? It was well, that's that's a similar. You get that kind of where they do that, they celebrate, they point down. This is our place. 
Yeah. You know, he might have been pointing at a beetle on the ground or something. <laughs> no, yeah, he he's pointing have, at the ground. Might have been saying, <laughs> "I stubbed my toe on the way through." Look, thirteen yeah. disposals. But, but to it- me, in the context of the game and when that happened and the way we were fighting, it just kind of actually gave me confidence of, "Hang on, if we can hang on, we could cause them an awful lot of problems, and we caused them a major problem in the end." <laughs> thirteen disposals in the first quarter, seven and six. Um, one mark, one tackle in the second quarter. Backed it up with another five and three with a goal. Um, we've got uh, in the third quarter. He also had eight, three and five, and another goal, and uh, five in the last. But uh, did a lot of defensive work. Um, we've got a lovely little uh, poor old weepy bloke in the YouTube chat there. I'll let you guys sort him out. I don't feel like kicking him out just yet. He can suffer. <laughs> um, so the thing about um, Ben's um, game too was not only his disposals, but also his disposal of fish. Why isn't that working now? Oh, I don't know. There we go. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, his clearance work there. Um, where are we with... Far too many screens. Here we go. Um, so it's 11 contested positions, 21 uncontested positions. So that's probably... Um, indicative of the fact that he's I mean he's just been sort of thought of as an inside ball getter but if you've noticed over the last couple of weeks Nicky Amaka he's been getting far more outside ball yeah yeah he's he's certainly trying to be the complete player no doubt about it well but it's also I think a change that's a coaching direction as well mate has to be yeah, well, it, that, it's, felt, it's felt like that with Sloan being back. It, it, um, ha- it has to be. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sure they would like that because that, that makes the player into a complete player. So there's no doubt about that. But um, I was trying to uh, link that back to Nicky's comment about Sloan. What do you mean by that, Nicky? Well, because Sloan's come back into the midfield that he's taken, he's gone back to doing that more inside work. And so that's given he's that option to do more of the outside. He'll, he'll still do some of that inside work, but I think that's, to me, what's kind of happened and why we've seen that change. Yeah, well, I, I didn't think Sloan did a lot. A lot in, in, well, he did, in, uh, late he did, but uh, for most of the game, Sloan, I thought Sloan struggled a bit to be get, get involved in the game. Yeah, the thing about the thing about Sloane is that um, what impressed me about him is even though he did have a um, a down a down game, he um, he basically wheeled us over the line in that last quarter. Yeah, he was, yeah. A, he was that, immense in the last quarter. Yeah, there was a last quarter where he really came good. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, um, and uh, that. That shows someone that's still engaged, um, you know, people that think that, that he's on the way out or whatever, um, you know, that's all well and good, 
but um, he really uh, did some things in that last quarter that that were in, uh, conducive to us getting over the line. Fantastic. Anyway, we're talking about, about Benny Keys, and I've got to stop getting distracted. Um, score involvement's eight, which is excellent from your midfielder. Three uh, marks, one, one contested. Uh, no turnovers and 418 metres gained. So he is starting to become a bit of a weapon on the outside. Um, and, uh, you know, people say he lacks polish. But when you've got an inside-out player that can get seven tackles and eight score involvements and kick two goals himself, what more do you want from your midfielder? I'll take it every time. 100%. He's easily, easily out. Thank you. Um, he's easily our number one player. Best on ground. Yeah. For us. Uh, who do we want to have a look at? Let's have a look at um, Seedsman. I'd like to have a look at and Smithers as well. Yeah, we'll have a look at yep. Smithers as well. Seed uh, also had an excellent game. 35 touches, 22 kicks, 13 handballs, 8 marks, 4 tackles and a goal. Um, we still saw a little bit of the good seed, bad seed in my opinion. Um, yes. And he is very much a straight-line player. He struggles when he's got to um, uh, look laterally, I guess you'd say. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that, that's the, that is what his problem is, is that he's brilliant when he's allowed to have a straight line with just a little dodge around. But if it's to be completed, a 90-degree lateral move like a lot of players can do so mm. you can't do that mm. and uh, that's when you see the bad seed because then you do he does the panic handball or something like that but overall um i think he would have gained us a lot of ground uh, uh overall it must be he would have got about 600 meters i suppose that be uh, fair? well we'll get in, we'll get to that in a second um well yeah uh, i haven't seen the figures but he i thought he he is the one player in on the side that if you can get him running in a straight line he is a beautiful long kick, and lots of times they can be very effective as well. Yeah. Um, well, you know, he had 22 kicks, 13 handballs, 11 contested possessions, 24 uncontested, as you'd expect. Turned it over five times, which isn't too bad, out of uh, 22 kicks under the sort of pressure that was there. Seven score involvements, which is what you want from your delivery guy um, from half back. Um, 657 metres again. Him and Smithers are one and two in the comp. Um in that stat um, so uh, you know we're certainly getting uh, you know uh, Nick talks about showing weapons he really does show his weapon when he can get the ball on the outside uh, he just needs to be able to settle when he's got uh, when he's got options and uh, just make sure like the the case in point was that one where he just blindly kicked it out onto the wing coming off of half back and he had a handball option laterally to his left, but instead he just kicked it to grass and it, and there was no one within 20 mm, metres from yeah. us. Yeah. And that's very indicative of, of the two sides of Seizman. Um So he's a little bit tunnel-visioned in that regard, but with a guy like that, I think you take the good with the bad, and when he's in form, uh, his good is very valuable. When he's out of form... That's when those errors start to become uh, problematic. Yeah, I rated him number two overall. I thought his game was pretty good, uh, given the fact that uh, in a game with the pressure that was on him right throughout that game, you're always going to get a mistake here and there. So overall, yeah, number two for me. 
Uh, right, let's have a look at Laird because uh, I thought it was another solid game and some high stats from our midfielders. Um, Rory had 35 touches, uh, 14 kicks, 21 handballs, so not too bad there in terms of um, kick-to-handball ratio. Um, Three marks, seven tackles. Uh, You can see there from his Telstra tracker, very much through the middle of the ground, didn't get behind the ball too much this week. Whereas last week and in the last previous weeks, um, I've noted our midfielders getting a little bit more behind the ball. And so this is this subtle change in structure because not only did we bring Murray in, but having Jones and DMAC slash Hamill in on that half back line, it gives us running options coming out of that half of that defensive fifty and it means that our midfielders don't have to try and do everything by running back and, and providing that option. They can actually provide the next shot, next option. And I felt we were more dynamic coming out of our back half this week. We were. And uh, I thought that Chase Jones uh, added to that with uh, some nice movements out of the back lines. Yes, um, and we'll get to Chase momentarily. Um, But we do have 1990 sticking his hand up there, uh, as he always does. He's uh, a stalwart of the Sunday rap show. So uh, let's get him on, shall we? He talks good stuff. Yeah, he make, makes you look a bit silly, Macca, to be honest. Well, that's not too hard. <laughs> How are we doing, Phoenix, Macca? Good day, mate. How are you doing? We're Welcome doing aboard, mate. Not too bad. Um, I haven't quite got the voice of Scorpus, but I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, that, that's, all, that's all he uses, about 10 plugins to get his voice to sound like that. Yeah, he's using filters, obviously. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, went across for the game, uh, flew, flew over yesterday morning and then yeah, flew back fantastic. to Melbourne this evening, so had a great weekend with the boys and um, just need to sit, sit, sit down during the week to watch the replay and enjoy it. Yeah, I've watched it twice since, uh, once live and twice on replay 1990 uh, and it hasn't gotten old yet. <laughs> <laughs> Has not gotten old. My mate said the, uh, the umpire looks twice as bad as on the replay as it did live. It, it wasn't would. good. It wasn't yeah. good. That's well, right. tell, tell um, us, Nani, Nani, what was the main thing that you, that you really liked about the game? Uh, I guess just generally the quality of our of our, um, of our skills and the way we moved the ball and the way we defended. It was just the overall game. You know, like, Melbourne's a top-flight team at the moment and to be able to match them for basically four quarters... Um, I think it was fantastic because, you know, for five weeks we've been close. We've had a couple of games which we probably should have won, uh, in particular the Hawthorne game. Um, but then there's been others where we've gone missing for a quarter mm. or uh, we've gone an entire half and just fallen away. But we could have been... We could have quite easily fallen away at many stages during the game uh, on the weekend and in particular, I think, the first quarter, when I got a couple of goals, I was sort of getting a bit nervous, thinking we weren't going to be able to match them. Um, and then there's other p- parts of the game where they got a couple of goals in front. And again, I thought, you know, there's no no harm. Melbourne's a good side. We might fall away. Um, but we didn't. We stuck at it. And credit to them. 
Yeah, and I noticed that uh, on, I think it might have been, I'm not sure whether it was the uh, Crows chat on Discord or whether it was Bigfooty1990, but uh, uh, you you pretty much threw up your hands when uh, DMAC was selected, knowing that you were coming over. (laughs) (laughs) It turned out all right. turned out all right, mate. I I was looking at the um, sample scores in the... um yeah. On the, in, in the lead up to the game, going Hamill, McPherson, Dominic. Yeah. Like, what the bloody yeah. hell are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> We've got these two gun halfbacks, but they proved me wrong. Proved me I know nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, no, DMAC was, was great. Um, you know, I would never have thought he'd be able to kick a goal in his life from 45 metres out. Um, that's just not something I would think that would ever happen, but it did. Um, and. No, he, he was good. He made a couple of errors, but you know, yeah. overall, that's one of the best games he's played in a long time. Yeah. And before you go, mate, give us your best three. Uh, probably Ben Keys, best for us. Um, I probably have Seedman in the second. I think he just, he just ran all day. Yeah, he did. Um, Jake Lever third. Jake's good drive. Oh god, I hate Jake. Um, <laughs> did you enjoy booing him as much as the rest of us did? Oh, we all did. <laughs> we haven't had yeah. much of a chance to do it since he he moved over, have we? We, um, we need to start. We need to start a GoFundMe for Darcy Fogarty. I noticed that he got a two thousand dollar fine as well for that little bloody love tap on the back of Lever's um, shoulder <laughs> there. That Lever Nelly went down like he was bloody shot. For goodness sakes. Well, we should raise it too, Grant. No, no, because no, I don't think Lever actually knows what body contact is. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> he, well, he like avoids it. He loves to jump in third, but he's not much of a one-on-one. No. Yep. Um, no. For the third best, I don't, I don't know, actually. Um, I thought Lord, See, maybe... I thought I thought Smithers had a great game, even though he didn't have... Obviously, he wouldn't have the meters game to everything else. I thought what he was doing defensively... Um. I had him up there as one of my top players. Uh, I had Lead in my third spot because he was mauling away. Yeah. He, he was there getting the real hard balls. 1990, see what uh, I have I thought, to deal with? Because, see I what I have to deal with, 1990? They, like, they, they ask you who your third is. And then well, they just, and he couldn't even answer, so we You just jump in, for God's sake. Let the man speak. I'll be my own man, and I'll say text. There you go. Crucial goals when we needed them, um, stood up and was immense, particularly um, that last five minutes. And, you know, if we didn't have text, we probably don't yes. win. Yes, GK on the YouTube chat. He's my man, Geordie Butts. I would uh, have him in there. Um, I agree with you, 1990. Text was crucial, and he was also good up the ground this week as well. Uh, but Geordie Butts um, is playing like a 150-game veteran down oh, the back there. Oh, for sure. You- I, I think last season I was looking at Jordan in the SNFL thinking he's a good player, just not quite convinced he would mm. take that next step to be an AFL uh, key defender. Yeah. Uh, just I don't know, I think my, my main concerns were probably his strength in the contest um, and his ability to read the play, but since he's played this year, um, strength hasn't been a problem. Um, he's clearly been in the gym all off-season and all... Yep. He's used COVID to his benefit to get his body to where it needs to be, um, which I think has helped with his reading of the play because he, he's, he's clearly playing confidently. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. 1990, thanks for coming on board again this week. Uh, you've uh, opened the floodgates. I think one pubs, you had your hand up there, mate, at some stage, so stick yeah, it up let's again. Have another one on. Let, let's, let's get a new voice on here while we're uh, up and about. Thanks, right. mate. Good night, guys. Good on you, mate. Yeah, see you, mate. See you, mate. See ya. Um, while we're waiting for one pubs to uh, stick his hand up again, let's just have a quick look at Brody Smith. Uh, 22 disposals, 15 kicks, 7 handballs. Four marks, four tackles. Uh, very much just playing behind the uh, behind the ball, uh, a little bit uh, off half back. Eighty-two percent disposal efficiency from Smithers, which is great. Um, only turned it over four times in the end. I want to go and have a look. Five hundred and seventy meters gained, um, if you don't mind, from Mr. Smithers. So, again, you know, close on twelve hundred meters gained between Seedsman and Smith, and. Um, when you've got two blokes who can kick the ball like they can uh, in terms of gaining territory, if you use them appropriately, which I feel like we're starting to do now, uh, they are weapons. Um, you know, Isaac Smith was that weapon for Hawthorne and Ricky Henderson even to a lesser degree um, during that era. Um, you know, you've got to allow blokes to, to show why they're selected and uh, Smith as well. Uh, Smith is a little bit harder at the contest. So I thought he did uh, well in tight, laid a couple of good tackles too. So he's probably got yeah. a better defensive uh, aspect to his game than Seed, but uh, he uh, he played very well on the transition as well, I thought. Um, and I, it was a couple of times he anticipated, he knew where Melbourne were going to go, and we kind of set them up to get that turnover or to, to stop their run. Um, because that's where they're so um, and such a great team to watch and am I this year. And that's what really impressed me um, with his game on the weekend because I didn't see him get as much damaging kind of forward kicks, although he did do some. To me, it was his defensive pressure and, and helping to lead that back line that just impressed me in the game. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, uh, take it easy with your throat, mate. We'll have you on another time. And uh, thanks to those guys, Scott Mack, Trevi30, Ed from Ost, from <laughs> um, and uh, someone else there that I just lost on the chat there for subscribing on YouTube. Um, make sure you uh, spread the word. And, uh, Tommy, uh, if you don't want to come on this week, we'll look forward to you next week. Now, come on, one pubs. I saw your bloody hand up. Get amongst it. Anyway, uh, let's... Who else do we want to have a look at? Let's have a look at DMAC, shall we? Bloke doesn't get enough love. Uh, David McKay, 21 disposals. So, uh, you know, very much on the high end of his usual disposal count. 12 kicks, 9 handballs, 6 marks, 5 tackles, kicked a goal, obviously. Um, you know, uh, if you have a look at his tracker there, he uh, whilst he was playing off half-back... He was uh, pushing up quite high as well on those flanks, and uh, we'll have a look at his inside 50 count in a minute. Um, 71% disposal efficiency, 18 contested possessions, as you'd expect. Seven intercept possessions, though, which is telling, Um, and I do remember a couple. Um, Six score involvements as well. So, um, uh, as we said before, probably the best game that D-Max played, um, I would say, for five years, wouldn't you? Yeah, I can't even remember any particular uh, ridiculous mistake that he made. Um, oh, no, there was a couple of turnovers with by foot. A couple oh, by oh foot. yes, 
and one where he got a bit stymied on the on the transition and handballed to nowhere. But I mean, and there was we, the, like that the holding the ball that got him in the middle, but that was because we hadn't got back quick enough. Um, and he actually didn't have anywhere to deliver it, yeah, really. Yeah. The only other option was to possibly try and get it further out into space, but they only had defenders back. And yeah. so it could have slingshot much quicker back. So I think in terms of a player decision of you, do you give up that free kick there where we get a chance to then man up? Yeah. Or you, do you try and kick it and hope that they don't slingshot? Did you just get really loud, Nikki? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, that's all good. I didn't um, touch anything. No, that's all right. No problems. Uh, who else should we have a look at here? Um, I mean, you could go through the whole... Let's have a look at Nettie. Um, 15 disposals, 7 kicks, 8 handles, 2 marks, 6 tackles. Um, and that's obviously become uh, an aspect of his game that is a real strength. Um you know, played forward and back. Uh, eight contested possessions. Only turned it over once. Where's the score involvement? Six score involvements, which is what you want. Um, you know, and even 180 metres game. It's just his pres- his extra presence around the contest um, that just gives us a little bit more bite, doesn't it? Seven tackles overall, six tackles and one inside 50 tackle. Um, so uh, it's just that pressure that he puts on. Um, and he's got fantastic endurance. He never stops. I'm, I'm really liking McHenry. And, and if you'd asked me this, that question last year, did I think he'd ever be a football? I'd say not as long as my bum points to the ground. But, you know, this <laughs> year he's doing the things that he should be doing as a small man. And I, I am really starting to like him because um, when he gets the ball in hand, he, he tries very hard not to waste it. You, you can see him looking around, eyes darting everywhere, and... He'll hold it till the right lead comes, um, and then, as he said, he'll go, he, he'll go where angels fear to tread. He's just yeah. fearless. Yeah, so, I, 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 you know, I, last year I used to bag the living shit out of him, but this year I can't <laughs> because you know, I think I think the guy's playing very well. Uh, now, Vardy Magic, just for you, his disposal efficiency was eighty-seven percent, which is fantastic. Um, That's given, awesome. Given um, uh, the type of game that he's playing. And, and talking about him, I think I'd also like to talk about Roe because, to me, they have both seemed to have caught the speed of the game. And I think we, we saw that um, on the weekend well, uh, just with what they were able to bring. It's an interesting discussion uh, with Roe because hasn't he just come on a little bit since uh, poor old Lockie Murphy went down? Mm, I thought yeah. he was very good. Very good. So I, I think because we've lost those three smalls mm. we've kind of only gone more to the two setup. so he's doing a lot more stuff up the ground and his football brain is very good and his ability to create some space now because he knows the speed because he was getting caught yeah. those first couple of games and now he can just do that little sidestep because he's got the speed of the game and that those field passing he was doing particularly that one to Fogarty were just beautiful and they're often at that angle they're breaking that they're not going straight down the line they're at the angle they're cutting the defence yep yep agree very good very good well that's stop uh, sounding surprised Macca both both (laughs) Roe and McHenry are very good at that and 
I yeah. if you if you watch the replay and if you watch our last few games, to be honest with you, it's our senior players that tend to be the long bombers. Our our younger players, Schoenberg, McHenry, uh, Rowe, uh, Berry, they're all they've got their eyes lowered. They're looking for that diagonal. They're looking for the hit up. Um, so it just makes you wonder, doesn't it, guys, whether that's just something that's become so ingrained in that um, that era of our squad um, that they just chuck it on the boot um, because invariably, invariably, it's a senior player that'll bomb it long. Very astute point, actually, because uh, uh, all the players you mentioned, all the youngsters, are ones that lift their eyes and try to find somebody, yep. and. Uh, uh, the players, even players like Smith and Lady, etc., will bomb the ball quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, you, and Seedsman. Uh, so you're spot on there. Thanks, mate. Uh, That's 100%. 100%, mate. Drink up. Um, and you can see with uh, Jimmy's tracker, he was all over the ground too. He pushes up very hard, um, but was yeah. able to get some possessions in the forward 50 as well, which is obviously his bread and butter including that beautiful little crumb off Maxi Gorn's deft little tap. Um, he was the, uh, I mean, he was on the right side of the contest, uh, so he put himself in the right position, but uh, that's what you want from your goal snake. Uh, he started, you know he's starting to remind me of? And I think I might have mentioned this last week. Stevie Milne. He's Stevie Milne-like. He's unfashionable, yeah. and he'll go missing at times, um, but... He's that nuggety goal sneak who just loves a goal and knows where they are. Yeah, well, he, he certainly does. Um, I, I don't know whether Stevie Mills, a big, it's a big call because he's one of the best small players of all time. I'm not saying he's as good. I'm saying it's a similar style. Yep, fair enough. Um, Luke Brown, let's have a look at Luke Brown, shall we? Uh, I didn't think it was a bad game from Mr. Brown. Um and certainly I I feel like he's starting to regain uh, the ability to impact the game a little bit more he was very passive in the first month or so but last week and this week he's become a little bit more aggressive again and maybe that's because he's uh, feeling a little bit more confident in his Achilles or maybe it's because of the again the way we've structured up and having Chase back there 18 disposals, 13 kicks, 5 handballs, 6 marks, 1 tackle, uh, mostly in the back half. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, 78% disposal efficiency. Uh, turned it over 6 times, which isn't great, but um, you wonder how much the kickouts factor into that stat. Uh, 480 metres gain, though. Again, probably a kickout stat. Um, I've just noticed that he's become a little bit more willing to run off his man and, and get involved in the in the chain, if you know what I mean. Well, I actually missed that at the start of who you were talking about. There, Luke Brown. Brown. Luke Brown, he's, um, we actually omitted to mention him last week because I thought he had a very good game last week as well. Oh, and we didn't talk about at- him. You must have been asleep, mate. No, we didn't mention him. I bet you you were going to look at the replay. We didn't <laughs> mention him. Oh. And... Uh, uh, and I'm glad you did mention him this week because I think he's right back to his very best now. Oh, I wouldn't say he's right back to his very best, but he's certainly uh, he's becoming more than just a stopper again. He, he went through a phase anywhere he was just a stopper, and we weren't getting yeah. any offensive value out of him whatsoever. Um, 
yeah so anyway uh one or two more uh let's have a look well we'll have a look at chase um because it was a reasonably notable game from him 12 disposals nine um kicks and three handballs two marks two tackles uh, but it was probably the stuff that he did off the ball or, you know, in the contest that was most noticeable. Uh, was very strong in the tackle. I remember him uh, laying a tackle on Oliver that was very strong when Oliver looked like he might um, might just slip a tackle and, and move forward. Um, you know, obviously playing a deep half-back, spent most of his time in the back half. 75% disposal efficiency, which is good. Uh, the thing I like most about Chase's game is just that he's starting to look like... he. I mean, he's clearly a confidence player and he's just looking like he's f- starting to feel comfortable. Well, I thought he, he certainly looked, uh, did, not, did not look out of place at all on the weekend and uh, I thought that um, he did enough to hold his place, in my opinion. Um, what I liked best... Uh, was we used him as that outlet kick-out um, along the half-back line when we were doing kick-outs or once we got that uh, the turnover because his kicking is elite. He looks for immediately looks for the more attacking kick, but if it's not there, he won't go with it and he can go back and then hold it up and, and wait for things to go on. So it was his decision-making that I was really impressed with and just watching us transition out of the back lines, we were a lot smoother, a lot freer we have been in a while and I think that came down to having him in the team. Well, the interesting thing is that uh, a few weeks back I mentioned that our last four first picks in the draft were all playing in the twos. None of them were playing in our A-grade team and uh, the AFL team. And interestingly enough, we've got three of them now playing in the AFL team. And also McHenry as well, who was the second pick in his particular year. And uh, we've only just got the one um, playing in the back lines, Mackesy, who's got to improve to get it up to that particular level. So it's not looking as bad as as it did at the beginning of the year in terms of uh, our first round picks. Well, no, and it just goes to show, Mac, that um, there are times where you just have to be patient. You know, it's hard because people aren't, like, it's hard to be patient. Um, But we just have to be patient with these kids. Yeah. Yeah, they they did develop at different rates. There's no doubt about that. Well, and to be honest with you, I mean, I'd given up on uh, Chase Jones. Yeah. you know, 1990 uh, mentions Jordan Gallucci in the chat, and I agree. I think he was probably a bit unlucky to be delisted, although he hasn't been picked up. He may get picked up in the mid-season draft. But, you know, all of a sudden with Chase Jones starting to come on and whether you have DMAC or, or Hamill on the other flank, all of a sudden we've got a bit of pace at ground level in defence. And that's what you want coming out of... Um, coming out of your back half you know if you want to transition the ball you want to do it at pace and you don't want to be relying on your midfield to be getting back deep because then you lose that link up and that's what's been causing us you know bombing it in from the center into our forward 50 because we've essentially run out of links in the chain so i think uh chase coming on is a real uh fillip for the side 
makes us look far more balanced. And uh, I'm pleased for the lad. I'm pleased that he's persevered. And credit to the coaches for working with him, um, not discarding him, and actually, you know, recognising his weapons and trying to make use of them. Yeah, I totally second that because it was obviously that he was had he was struggling mentally as well, and so they yeah. worked out a, a position for him where he can see the ball coming to him, so he can start to build some confidence and playing him at that level in the twos in that position, and uh, then bringing him at the right time into uh, a pretty tough game, and mm. uh, and the kid performed accordingly. So he's obviously very much a confidence player, and. Yep. Uh, and again, uh, kudos to our coaches, the way they've handled him. Yep, yep. Um, now, look, we're starting to wind down, everyone in the chat and in the audience there. So if you have got something to say, you've probably got about another five, maybe ten minutes max uh, to get on board. It would be great to hear from some of you. Here's Razor coming to the party straight away. Good on you, Ray. Hang on, let me get you in here. Click that button, Ray. How you going, mate? Good, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Good to see you, Ray. Well done, We're going man. very well. Well, you know, I was going to bag on about the officiating and just do a total rant. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it as it is. Uh, I imagine the AFL will come out and give uh, Melbourne a priority pick for blowing all um, You're starting to get the hang yeah, of the I, AFL, mate, and how it works. And, and then they need to find us. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it, it's insane. I get it. It's probably what hurts the uh, the sport from growing because they just can't get the officiating consistent. Agreed. And I imagine, I imagine they're going to do away with the deliberate and do a last touch. I believe Sandville does that, right? the ladies. So. Yeah, the, the SNFL does it all over the ground. The AFLW uh, does it, but only bet- um, through the centre, which that's my preference. I, I don't like it in the forward line, which is what the SNFL have. I'd actually rather that become a throw-in to create scoring opportunities instead of an immediate turnover. Yeah. So, no. So, but, yeah, the, the officiating just drives me bonkers and Watching uh, the media melt down over it is hilarious. <laughs> that was fantastic. Wasn't they, it? Yeah, it's great. It's great because they they don't call for any accountability on the officiating, and the AFL keeps telling us how elite the officiating is, which is obvious lie. So, but yeah. And what time was it for you uh, this week, Ray? Uh. 10.50, 11 50. Oh, that's not too, how, how do you come down that night. like you'd be you'd be wound up after a result like that it'd take you two hours to um to get to sleep wouldn't it well I, as soon as i got off work i went to bed yeah okay <laughs> and that was it yeah that was like at 6 p.m and then i got up about five hours later so i can watch the game but i i was wound up what an amazing win i appreciated fight that we're seeing out of the boys. There's yeah. a bit mongrel in them and yeah. it was consistent over four quarters. That was yeah. great. 100% Razor and uh, Scoot in the uh, YouTube chat asking where you come from. Scoot, he's uh, you're Nevada, aren't you? Right. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah, Las Vegas. Like, are we all coming to your place uh, no. for Vegas in the off season? Oh no, that's a day's drive away. I'm up in northern Nevada, up oh, by right, uh, Lake okay. Tahoe. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, mate, as always, lovely to have you on the chat. Uh, always appreciate your support, and uh, good on you. And uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. You guys have a great thing here, Nikki Maca. <laughs> Hope you feel better, Maca. Thanks, mate. Thanks, matey. I'm I'm half dying at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's still with. He's still here with us, and, here with and us. we we appreciate all of you guys. For actually just listening to us. Yeah, 100%. All right, Drink guys. Up. See you, Rice. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. You need to make stickers, 100% stickers. Somebody <laughs> brought that up in the game time chat, and I thought that was excellent. So. Yeah, good idea. All right. We'll do that. All right, good, good on you, mate. guys. You have a wonderful evening. Thanks, mate. You Thanks, too. Mate. See you. See ya. It's just that easy. It's just that easy. We've got a couple of minutes left, so uh, a few people in the audience there. Uh, we thank Razor and we thank 1990. He's a, a great supporter of the cast um, and has been for a long period of time. So uh, it, it's fantastic that we can connect with uh, fans across the sea. It'd be great to see American Crow, actually. I don't know what's happened to him. Um, I know he moved to Ohio from... Uh, no, no, he moved, moved to Arizona. He was in Cleveland. So whether that's messed up his Poor time... Bugger. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. But uh, anyway, great to have Ray on. Uh, a couple of minutes left. Let's just wind up. Don't forget, um, if you're watching on demand and you haven't got around us yet on Discord, you can join our Discord server. The details are in the description on uh, YouTube and also on our um, website and on our Twitter and everywhere else. So uh, it's great fun, not only during the cast, but also on game day. We had a pretty lively game day chat Um as you would imagine, <laughs> yesterday it was uh, pretty full on and uh, lots of opinions. But the good thing about the game day chat, Nikki and Mac on Discord, as opposed to some other game day destinations that won't be mentioned, is that it doesn't get out of hand. There's no real melting. Um, you know, people <laughs> people people get fired up, and that's great because it's footy and that's what we want. But there's no idiots, so. Uh, we keep that in check pretty quick. So uh, if you haven't got around it yet, get onto our Discord server. Now, if you are on our Discord server, as I said before, uh, if you've got a suggestion, smash it in the suggestion box. Uh, if you want to support the Crowcast, there's details in the Support Crowcast channel of how you can do that. All our support, uh, all our supporters are greatly appreciated. Um, you know, uh, I'm a bit remiss because I should list them at the end of the cast and I just haven't gotten around to making that slide but I will do so but just everyone who's uh, supporting us um, through Patreon or just via PayPal um, can't thank you enough it really helps us keep this going Nikki, Maka I'm glad that you were able to survive the pair of you I'm glad that my ears held out um, because I'm starting to feel my throat close up now (laughs) as well that's probably the most I've spoken in a week and a half um but uh, look, thanks to everyone who's joined us, uh, Mac. Yeah, that that was one of the best wins for our club ever. Mac, it sounds like you need to uh, go back to bed. Are you uh, going to be all right? Oh, I do think I'll go away and pass away. I think. <laughs> oh, don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, few... your your letterbox will miss you. 
There's, there's a few well, more games well, left in the yeah. season. I don't want to be hunting around for a new bloody bloke until the off Nicky season at least. Nicky made an assumption that the letter box is still there. It may not be there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good on you, mate. Yeah, good on you, Nikki, as well um, for uh, for coming on. Thanks to everyone who's joined us. You guys are what makes the Crowcast what it is. We'll be back on Tuesday night with Peter and myself um, to have a little bit of a chat about uh, Crow's news. And also, I'm sure Peter is champing at the bit because we missed out last week. Champing at the bit to talk about Matty Roberts. So we'll be doing a bit of a showcase on young Matty Roberts. Until then, guys, thank you ever so much, and we will see you next week. Night, all. Good night, all.